I pitched an infused water bit, a bit where the only available water is shitty infused water and someone loses their mind. And it seems like the general consensus is, oh, people like infused water. My vision is based off of real experiences in that I'm at a a a shitty motel. (laughs) It's like 11 o'clock. I go down to get water because I'm just fucking parched like i haven't had water all day and there's just there's no water inside there's there's no water fountain and i've been in this situation like multiple times in which there's just no water in sight and the only water is in the fridge for like six dollars and of course my parents are like what no like we'll live (laughs) we'll survive and i'm like bitch without water so i go down to the desk hypothetically i go down to the desk and you know how it's like the welcome desk they have like your water cooler or whatever nine times out of ten keep in mind it's 11 o'clock and like i don't think this water has been replaced for a while and like there's just this it's just shittily infused water grody looking berries and cucumbers (laughs) and you're like man all i want is a nice glass of water it doesn't even have to be cold but just like pure water but i just have to do with the second rate water i get what you mean because there's always like pulp mixed in there but you can't actually (laughs) taste like the flavor of the fruit so it just sounds like someone's like standing next to you like saying cucumber and like (laughs) while like you're drinking the water yes it's like it's like someone's like this is cucumber and you you drink it and it's just like a twinge of like just nastiness and yeah, I, I like want maybe to, <laughs> I want to make I feel like there's potential I feel like there's potential yeah. for this there's definitely a- potential but I must ask you where do you draw the line like if you go to a restaurant and they're like would you like lemon in your water and the person you're eating dinner with is like, yeah, I want lemon in my water. Is that like a deal breaker? Yes. You know why? Because A, I was reading this study that like lemons at like restaurants, like they found that like 25% of the lemons they swabbed had fecal matter in them. What the I just, heck? Yeah. Like I just do not trust restaurant lemon. That's like another thing. Like <laughs> not only do I not trust hotel infused water, I do not I do not trust infused water, period. And I do not trust restaurant water. Hang on, hang on, hang on. That's besides the point though, because like they're not choosing to drink the lemon water because they know it has fecal matter in it. I assume they didn't know that. But I'm saying like all things equal, they just want lemon in their water. Is that bad? I think water in its purest form is perfection you can't make water better you you think you can make water better by adding like a twinge of lemon a wait cucumber. just to clarify just to clarify i'm on your side here i don't think anyone <laughs> should add stuff to their water no i'm 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 getting to my point it's okay. like for someone to go out of their way to add something to water To make it more drinkable is a sign of weakness for me. So yes, it is a deal breaker. In fact, at the end of the day, I'm a water purist. I'm team team water in its pure form. You know what? I do agree with you. I feel like people who still like putting lemon in their water are like the equivalents of kids who wanted to be like ballerinas when they grew up and then 
you know what I mean? It's like as a kid, yeah. you're always like, oh, yeah, like I'll have lemon in my water. Okay. But like, come on, like you're turning 20 and you still want lemon in your water. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's something putting lemon in your water is something like a kid thinks that an adult does. Yeah, exactly. You're that's that's interesting. If that's you put interesting... if you put lemon in your water, you're three kids sitting on each other's shoulders in a trench coat. Yeah, and I see those, like, water bottles, too, where, like, there's a whole core in the center where you can put in, like, fruits or, like, spinach or whatever. And then, like, the actual water, like, the volume of that is taken up so much by, like, the fruits and vegetables that you can only drink, like, an ounce of water at the end of the day. And what are you doing with, like, the aftermath? Like, are you eating the soggy fruit? Are you throwing it out? Like, it seems like a waste. That's another yeah. thing. Like, fruit also is perfection. But when you just combine water and fruit, you're taking two amazing things and just making them, like, really crappy. Like, they're such a crappy combination. <laughs> I know. There's zero health benefits. There's zero, like, enhancement of the individual components. It's a lose-lose. And I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought it up. I feel like... The hotel slash motel story oh, is yeah. actually very relatable. <laughs> like I we've feel all like been there. Are... We've all been parched in a motel, and the only option is very horrible infused water that has definitely been out there since like six a.m. that day, and it's like twelve a.m. <laughs> You're like, do I drink it or do I just die of dehydration? And you choose death. To clarify, yeah, I I do that, or I just like drink from the bathroom tap water. Um, no, the move is to go to the ice machine and just wait for it to melt, bro. But I don't have that patience. Like, I need the water now. Okay, I I have <laughs> to. I can't lie to you though. If it's drinking motel tap water versus the infused tap water, actually, no. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> bro that's and honestly odds are like the base of the infused water came from the motel tap water yeah yeah like, i just i just realized that you're completely right and the ice and also came from the motel tap water as well there's no winning everything anything you drink ever has been motel tap water like motel tap water is just the base of all life I'll argue this, that. <laughs> this begs the question, though, motel tap water or clean, purified water that is infused? Oh, okay. Mm. I think we're talking about this for too long. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we'll move on to the actual content of our show. If we have to. <laughs> this is the utmost respect. I'm Ashna. I'm Natia. 
And this week we watch all three Bill and Ted movies. Most wonderful. Most excellent. Most, most excellent. Most not, not heinous, dude. (laughs) I need to tell you, I've been just going around my house doing Keanu Reeves, like, nod like side to side head shake he's the most active listener i have ever seen in my entire life in our friendship who's bill who's ted go oh what uh we were bill and ted who's bill who's ted um i don't know wait what do you think you i need some time to simmer on this i feel like hmm I wanted to know your thoughts because I don't really know. Okay, wait, let's break it down. What are like the core differences between Bill and Ted? Ted can have some surprising moments of enlightenment at times. Ted is also, though, the one that's like, I have a bad feeling about this. And I feel like that's kind of me. I feel like I'm I'm a little (laughs) bit of a a party pooper sometimes. If, if If I may use crass language like that. Do you think you're the more, like, cautious of us two? Do you think I'm uh, impulsive? I think you are more anxious, but I think I'm more cautious. Do you think Bill gives off, like, anxious energy? Because I feel like Ted has, like, some anxious energy coming from his, like, military father. You know <laughs> what I mean? Uh... <laughs> I guess um, they both really didn't give off too much anxious energy because I mean, like in the second movie, I guess they were both scared of the military consequences. Um, okay, I'll, I guess we'll just break down the movies real quick. Um, Wait, answer the question movie. or should we like simmer on it throughout the episode and then we can figure out who's Bill and who's Ted? I think, yeah, I think let's simmer on it. Um Oh my god, they're oh man, and we're codependent as hell. Like <laughs> I want to go to couples therapy with you uh, and whoever your significant other is and just make them wildly uncomfortable. I'll name my potential children after you. Dude, little little Natia and little Ashna. Okay, let's get into this most excellent episode. Um, honestly, all of the Bill and Ted movies center around this whole idea that Bill and Ted are going to make the song that brings peace and harmony to the world. And if they don't, then the whole fabric of society <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, so first movie, they need to complete a book or, or a history report. They need to get an A on it so that they can pass history so that they don't go to military school so that they can make the most excellent song to unite the entire world. They meet their babes from the 15th century. Um, and honestly, all in all, like it turns out fine. Um, and they make a great song and like happily ever after. I feel like the first movie was the most cut and dry of the three. Like I agree. Very, it's very much like they have a history report. They travel back in time. Everything's fine. And they, they, they marry some cute French babes. I will say, I think it's really funny and interesting. Like, I feel like a lot of movies in, like, the 80s and 90s were about, like, the future. But I, I feel like now we don't really see a future worth living. And I think our movies <laughs> are kind of 
they kind of represent that, man. I haven't seen a movie about like going to the future or like caring about the future in a minute. Yeah, does like post-apocalyptic movies count or no? Probably not, right? I don't think so. I mean, like, like they always showed like the future is something that's awesome and like so much technology and wow, so cool. But now it's just like, yeah, everyone's gonna like, die. Yeah, I think there was like the whole '80s and '90s fascination with like what the future could bring, and then like Y2K, and then like the early 2000s. But like, I I also think like the moment we realize like flying cars wouldn't be a thing in the future is like you know, when it came, like, crashing down for us, TBH. Because, like, everyone thought we'd be having, like, flying cars by, like, 2000, and then it didn't happen. And people were like, what's the point, <laughs> you know? I, I gotta be honest, I was born in 2001, so I don't know when that dream died. Or, like, like even when you were a kid, you were like, oh, yeah, like, flying cars, but then, like, at one point, you, like, accepted that, like, oh, this is actually probably not going to happen. Maybe subconsciously. I don't think I actively thought about flying cars. It was really just, like, Magic Treehouse or something up there. Also, like, did you notice that, like, the first two Bill and Ted's, what, that was, like, late 80s, early 90s, even those... When they were talking about the future or whatever, it, like, wasn't horrible. But then they just came out with the third one, and the, like, the entire world was literally, like, gonna crumble in the future. It's so funny. Yeah, I think, like, as far as, like, sequels go, like, especially sequels, like, from movies from the 90s, this had, like, potential to be garbage. But I think, like, their premise, their premise and the fact that, like, the times we are living in are just so fucking horrible it ended up being like a really smart sequel like the commentary and just like wait I don't the know, sequel like, or the third one the third one sorry okay. like the one in 2020 because of their like premise like established in the 90s like bringing it back now like 2020 of all years is like probably the reason why it worked you know what i'm saying yeah, that's fair. And it worked really, like, um, it was really good, like, surprisingly much better than I was anticipating. Because I was like, oh, like, what if it, like, the jokes don't land? And they're, like, they're also, like, 50. <laughs> like, Keanu kind of lost the voice. Keanu, well, okay. The thing with Keanu is, like, like actor persona is just so odd. I don't know. I don't even know if I can put this into words, but like the I think idea I get exactly what you're saying. <laughs> the idea of Keanu sort of like merged with like Bill and Ted face the music. I don't know. <laughs> I actually yeah, don't know. No, it was weird. That. Okay, so I need you to understand my first introduction to Keanu Reeves was in the classic movie Speed with Sandra Bullock. You know, the one where they're on the bus and it's going to, like, blow up? Yeah. That is how I always saw Keanu. And then to see Keanu now in this movie as, like, a teenager, like, being an idiot was so weird. And then 
in the third movie, it was like a mash of those two. It was like he was trying too hard to be Speed Keanu, but he was supposed to be Ted Keanu. And it was it was a little bit awkward. I don't know about that. I think like his voice, I feel like he has like sort of a natural, not so much like stoner voice, but like I don't know what's going on voice. And I think it's really just, deep. Yeah, it's very deep. And I think it was easier for him as like a teenager to like switch like inflections and octaves. But like now he played like, you know, how, did you see that movie um, Always Be My Maybe with Ali yeah. And like <laughs> yes. Keanu was like randomly in it for some reason. Yeah. Like as himself. Yeah. Like that Keanu was in this movie. Like the exaggerated Keanu. You know what is I mean? Is it exaggerated? Do you think, what do you think his personality is like? I don't know. I really want to meet him. Like, I feel like if there's one person, like, I try not to like buy into like celebrity idolatry, but if there was one person I wanted to meet, it would be Keanu Reeves. <laughs> um, just to like suss out the vibes. Like, I just want to know like who he is with himself. Like, who he is when he looks in the mirror and like comes to terms with himself you know are you gonna figure that out if you meet him one day well like i'd like to hope it's not like a fan meets celebrity types meeting like i'd like to think it's like like a meeting of the souls or like i'm just in his mirror like observing him okay i would agree with that i would like to see keanu at like a party or something but just like see how he's interacting and like not actually talk to him yeah like i don't want to like actually meet i do want to just observe him and it's like yes and like whatever that entails may it be as it may be you know be that as it may may be as it may be you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) be that as it may yeah may it be as it may be be it so so it be the movie what was the movie called again what oh always be my maybe with ali wong and that other asian guy that i can't really recall did you like that movie i didn't really like uh, i it. didn't really like it either but i remember everyone was like oh this is like so amazing and like asian representation Woo-hoo. Yeah. and i was like but i didn't really like the movie though yeah, I like, felt like I couldn't like, say that. He, like, low-key gaslit her for being, like, successful. And then he got the girl anyway. Like, I was just confused. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, she's, like, a great chef. And here you are, like, degrading her. And she gets mad at you, rightfully so. And then there's some distance. And then your dad's, like, go get her. And then he got her. I don't know. I was, like, a little confused. The whole, the whole conflict of the movie was him being a loser and that was never resolved. He was just always a loser. And then, but he somehow still like ended up with her. For our new listeners here, we're talking about Bill and Ted. And you have to listen through all of this if you want to win our cool prize for today's episode, which is a cool hoodie and $30 worth of like tickets movie tickets for the movie tenet by christopher nolan who is pretentious but he has a cool movie that can only be seen in theaters during these unprecedented times which feels dangerous 
But I guess we won't talk about it. Because May I ask, who's funding this giveaway? Slash, where did it come from? Slash, how is this happening? Yeah, um, so what they tell me, I think it's Warner Bros. I don't know. Whoever, actually, <laughs> I'm on board. Warner Bros. The Warner Brothers gave you tickets and a hoodie to give to our listeners. <laughs> yeah, so what happened was, like, the Warner Brothers... As you may know them, I personally know them. They approached what are their what are their first names again? Warner and Brothers. <laughs> so <laughs> Warner and Brothers came up to us, Radio Board, obviously. And they're like, hey, like, we've got this cool movie by this cool dude. I don't know if you know him, Christopher Nolan. We're like, yeah, we don't really know him, but like whatever. Um and and here we are. So when our listeners hear the plan by Mr. Travis Scott, that means Natia and I will be randomly picking one of you guys to win this prize pack. So wait, how are we gonna randomly pick? We never talked about this. Well, I I got it. So don't worry about it. <laughs> I know <what> you. <laughs> I I wear the pants in this relationship. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that, just another character trait to figure out which one of us is Bill and which one of us is Ted. So wait, what's the ver- who wears the pants in that relationship? I don't know. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the second movie? Oh, yeah. Okay. Most excellent. So Bill and Ted pass their history report. We move on to the next movie, Bill and Ted 2, which had a crazy different tone like i was expecting like the same cut and dry like formula yeah so what happens (laughs) not here you go (laughs) okay so bill and ted you know they're just chilling they're vibing they're like in a failed band now and the babes from movie one are like dating them and they want to get married to said babes but they can't because they're not financially stable and they don't want to start a family until they are which I think is very responsible of them and I did not see that coming anyway in the future the some dude wants to kill Bill and Ted so that he can be supreme leader and Bill and Ted won't be and so he sends evil Bill and Ted robots back in time and they straight up kill bill and ted in like Bro, they, 20 minutes <laughs> they like push him off a cliff and they straight up die so yeah so bill and ted are dead and then um bill and dead bill and dead bill and ted are dead and they go to hell well okay first they meet the grim the grim reaper and the grim reaper is like want to play a game and then they get they Melvin him. They give him a wedgie. And then they go to hell. And they're like haunted for like a hot minute. But then they're like, yo, we don't want to suffer in hell anymore. So we're gonna like play these games with the Grim Reaper. So they play Battleship, they win. Wait, before before we even get into that, can we talk about how like underwhelming hell is? I I really? feel like it's not bad at all it's like they have to go to military camp for a second and do like three push-ups but they can like run away and there are like hallways yeah. that they can chill out in and they're together but like infinity push-ups though oh but they just, <laughs> that's they a lot just, they just ran away though they didn't have to do infinity push-ups but um they would have 
if they hadn't like gone to the Grim Reaper. Like it seemed like they were cornered in the hallway and something would have happened. It feels like it was implied. Okay, I guess so. I I don't think I'm fully uh taking into consideration all the consequences Bro, here. Honestly, if I were in hell with you, I wouldn't mind it that much. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, bro. It'd be like heaven. Oh, bro. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, they play some games with the Grim Reaper. They played Battleship. They played Twister. They played Clue. Um, and they win all of them. And the Grim Reaper becomes their bitch for the rest of the movie. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, what would geniuses do? And they're like, oh, we would build good robots. Wait, just to clarify, by winning the games, they get their lives back. So they go to heaven, they meet some, like, Martians for some reason. So Martians, Bill and Ted, and the Grim Reaper slash Death all are, like, alive now. <laughs> they, they're they resurrected. Martians, some Martians, Bill and Ted, and the Grim Reaper walk into a bar. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> WYD. I would just observe Keanu Reeves. Oh, true, true. Anyway, um, they build some good robot usses. The French babes are in trouble. Um, and honestly, a lot happens in the last 20 minutes. Like, lots of twists and turns that I really wasn't anticipating. <laughs> but they're That's all wonderful. It was so good. I really expected to not like it, but it was amazing. Yeah, um, some, like, timey-wimey shit happens. They, like, go back in time, train for, like, 16 months to, like, get really good at their instruments, and then they, like, they broadcast their greatness to the world while, like, defeating the robots and the evil coach, gym coach, who, like, wanted to, like, take them down. Um, it was most excellent, dude. I, I would agree. Did I miss anything? I feel like I got it. <laughs> I also feel like you got it, but I just need to stress how insane it was that they straight up died. They got murdered 20 minutes yeah. into the movie. And then they spent like a good 30 minutes trying to figure that out, which was like a pleasant surprise. It was a- Yeah. Head literally went to hell. <laughs> <laughs> and then they uh, went to heaven, which I guess we don't, we don't talk about why they like immediately went to hell, I feel like. Um, no, it was because they, they got into that seance and Bill slash, Bill's ex oh. and current mom sends them to hell. No, but remember initially, as soon as they die, they see the Grim Reaper and then they give him a wedgie and then they run away and then they go to hell because of the seance. Well, bro, just because you meet the Grim Reaper doesn't mean you go to hell, though. Like, doesn't isn't the Grim Reaper just there to, like, take your soul? I don't know, because they kept calling him Death, and he was, like, in hell, and he was the person they had to play the game with. Yeah, just play the game with, but Death was, like, an entity different than Satan, though. That's all I'm saying. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Man, I think I just gotta read up on them. The philosophy. And... The entities of death versus Satan, but it had two very different vibes. So I'm I'm like confident in my assessment, and okay, it also said that death had a death had a working relationship with God when they met God. They seemed like they were uh, like, yeah. So 
Also, That's but my- like, does Death not have another job? Because by the end of the movie, he just like, like he was just like on Earth, like doing his thing, playing the bass, the stand-up because- bass. It's because no one had ever won a game with Death before, before motherfucking Bill and Ted, and now yeah, Death. But Death afterwards, has to, Death has to serve them. Death has to serve them. It's not just oh, the is one. That how it works? Yeah, 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 yeah. Death has to serve Bill and Ted. So, but then at the end of the day, if you think about like movie number three, if Death has to constantly serve them. How did death go so low? How did death not agree to stop doing those 40-minute bass solos in their songs? Like, it seems like death had a lot of autonomy. Man, I don't know. I I have no answer. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I really tried, like, to stay um, truthful to the Bill and Ted lore, but I think this is where I fall off. Um, But... Let's get to the third movie. It's 2020 now, and Bill and Ted are old, and they have children who are 24 years old. Who are hot. Who are hot. Oh, and um, one of the daughters was in Guns Akimbo. Yes, and she, she was. was and arguably a much better role in this movie. <laughs> she sucked in Guns Akimbo. <laughs> she did not suck in Guns Akimbo. She was, like, neutral in Guns Akimbo. She just, like, she was there are you kidding me like she had the most unhinged vibe like you and i could not figure out what her deal was until like the last 10 minutes and it's like oh like her family was killed in a car crash fine but like did it really justify all of this that's what i'm saying (laughs) i didn't hate her though in guns akimbo and i don't think her character was horrible i she made me chuckle i feel i don't remember I'm not even gonna like I'm really... not gonna say my opinion on anything because it's like definitely different than when I watched it. I, I don't remember yeah. anything ever. So we can just move on. <laughs> I'm I was gonna say you're definitely changing your opinion here. <laughs> Whatever. Um it's 2020, the world sucks, and like reality is literally unraveling because Bill and Ted haven't like lived up to their expectations. I really like that. By the way, like, imagine you're 17 years old and, like, someone from the future shows up the night of your book report and they're like, you are going to make a song so good that it's going to, like, literally bring world peace and end poverty. Like, I wouldn't know what to do. I feel like I myself would, like, die under that pressure. Yeah. And I'm like, really... You come to me on the night of my book report? <laughs> And you say what? And it's like, <laughs> oh my god! Like I'm, I'm really happy they explored that. Like, turns out they really didn't make that song until like the very end. Um, and they didn't so, even make it. Yeah, they didn't even make. Their daughters fucking produced it. Um, okay, so the whole song, Bill and Ted's daughters, who are named Billy and Thea, which is absolutely adorable, are like essentially bill and ted 2.0 they're real groovy and real fun so bill and ted get into the time machine they go try to find like their future selves so that they can get the song to save the world but none of their future selves ever have it so they keep going further and further into time oh wait 
Ryan asks, is Billy Ted's daughter or Bill's daughter? Billy is Ted's daughter and Thea is Bill's daughter. Anyway. Which makes it more adorable. It's so it's cute. And they so call cute. them, the girls call them dads. Like, they don't ever refer to just one of them. It's like, <laughs> together they're, like, they're dads. Oh my god. So cute, dude. Oh my god. I'm like starting to pick up on their like lingo. Like I have been like walking around the house going like most bodacious. And like my roommates are like, man, like why does Ushna live with us? <laughs> Is that what the meeting was about earlier? Be honest. Yeah, it was honestly like an intervention on like how annoying I am right after I watch a movie because I can't stop quoting it. I also watch <laughs> Muppets Most Wanted, and I literally did not stop saying, I am Kermit the Frog, you're for like a week straight. What accent is that? Dude, so Muppets Most Wanted is basically like, so there's Kermit, but then Kermit gets replaced by an evil frog named Constantine, and his whole shtick is like, Ah uh, yes, I am Kermit the Frog. You're I I do the Muppets and uh, I date the pig. You know, and he talks literally like this, even though it's not really a Russian accent. It's just it's like really, a really ambiguous. Yeah, European. it's like an, it's an ambiguous Eastern European accent. Dude, that, like, the Grim the Grim Reaper in Bill and Ted had the same accent. Where what was that? <laughs> I really could not place it. I have I could not tell you. <laughs> I guess it's hell. You know that painting where it's like that bald guy with his hands on his cheeks screaming? The scream? The scream, I'm if familiar. you will. It's almost as if like he like came to life and like tried to speak English on his first go. It's like that. Is accent. that how you imagine he sounds? definitely like no doubt i think he sounds have you ever seen ghosts we like refuse to just talk about bill and ted this episode <laughs> we're just like let's talk about every other movie <laughs> we've ever seen <laughs> no but have you seen ghost with patrick swayze and demi moore no i haven't actually oh man okay well there's a ghost that's on a train car and he that's how i imagine he sounds whatever we digress Whatever. again. They keep going to like their future selves. Their future selves never have the song. And then they're like reaching the time limit for when they have to sing the song. And then they realize that it was never supposed to be them. It was supposed to be their daughters. And while Bill and Ted were going to find their future selves to find the song, their daughters were rounding up like, who? Who are they rounding up? Like all these musicians that like, I forget. Louis Armstrong. Um, I don't know. Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix. Maybe Frank Ocean. Probably no, not. No, no, not Kid Cudi. <laughs> Kid Cudi was in this. True. I don't know if I agree with like Kid Cudi being one of the best musicians of all time, but I'm so confused as to why he was in the movie for so long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. He was like an expert on like quantum physics and like knew how to deal with the whole time situation perfectly. But he yeah. was also Kid Cudi. It was so weird. Mozart was there, obviously. Mozart was there. Um, I don't know. I forget already. 
but uh, and then in the meantime the the future council's like you know how we fix this problem we just murder bill and ted because that'll totally that's such a great solution and it seemed like to me at least a really a really dumb way to go about the plan like um it felt on that like you know what i mean like do you ever like yeah you yeah, ever let me... deal with some dumb bullshit and you're like this feels super avoidable you know what i mean yeah so the whole thing was like bill and ted there's two schools of thought either bill and ted come up with the song to save the world or bill and ted's death saves the world i don't know how they're so different but those are the two schools of thought <laughs> anyway or the two interpretations of what some old dude said Anyway, so the mom of some lady, some old white lady, wants to kill Bill and Ted. But here's my issue. If Bill and Ted have until 717 to make the song, why wouldn't she just order to kill them at 716 or something like that? So that just in case maybe they do get the song together by 717, she doesn't like ruin absolutely everything like she almost did. That's what I'm saying. Like, it feels really irresponsible as, like, yeah. the leader of, like, a very functional future future era to just be like, you know what? They have until 717. That's what the prophecy says. Whatever. But I'm going to just kill them, like, three, four hours before they even get <laughs> to that point. Because that feels really smart of me to do. Like, I would just kill them at 718. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> and then, like, Louise from Bob's Burgers, the voice actors in it, I'm still shocked that that's her real voice. <laughs> that's, like, I was like, man, bitch, like, you sound like this in your day-to-day <laughs> life. She just walks around talking like Louise. Imagine she, like, orders a pizza and she, like, you pick up the phone and she fucking sounds like <laughs> I wish I could do, I I would attempt it, but this would be my first time attempting it in front of a live audience. And unfortunately, I'm a little bit too shy to do that. Just another one of my character traits in case you want to play me as Bill or Ted. Do you have any other impressions you could just drop randomly? Uh, I feel like, like, you know, to make up for your inability to not do Louise. Oh, I'm (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You can't just tease the audience like, hey, I could do this impression. Oh, wait, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) No, I never. (laughs) Bro, I don't have an impression for you. I'm sorry. Natia, be like, I'm going to do an impression. Oh, wait. I never said that. Okay, how about you rattle off some things and then I'll see if I can do an impression. I know it's going to be bad and you're going to make fun of me. Like, I know that's going to be the end result. So, like, just list some stuff off. How are you turning? Are you asking me to do an impression? No, I'm asking you to suggest people for me to impersonate. Um, huh. Oh, ooh. we always do our Owen Wilson. We could do Owen Wilson. <laughs> you always do your Owen Wilson. <laughs> oh, shit. I guess what I'm doing a new thing. What do you mean, we? <laughs> I thought it was a weed. Can you? Okay, sorry. I'm not going to keep making fun of you for this. I'm sorry. 
Okay, um, let's move on. It doesn't matter. Okay, so I guess Natya is just not going to give us an impression. Show I us guess the Owen Ashna. Bro, I've done this like on the last like four episodes. I feel like I always break it out. Well, um, here's another chance. Remember how you were complaining that when you would do it before, everyone would like make fun of you or tell you to stop? And now you have people asking you, saying please, and you won't do it? I guess I'm going to preface this with like every time I do it, people are like, you don't sound like Owen Wilson. So I guess this really isn't an Owen Wilson <laughs> impression. <laughs> but, um, um, <clears throat> um, wow, the sky is blue and my eyes are also blue therefore i am the sky wow dude it's (laughs) It's great i don't know i don't know what i can't believe anyone ever criticized you about that (laughs) because that's one of the best wilson's i've ever heard oh my god bro okay where were we? <laughs> Where were we? We just finished. We just finished the plot of the okay. third one. Honestly, Bill and Ted three analysis. I think it's so smart to um, explore the theme of failed expectations, especially in a year like this, where like all we have faced is like failed expectations, and come to terms with the capitalist society we live in. You know. Um, so yeah, that's honestly all I have to say about that. Not to any closing thoughts. Um, not a closing thought, but a question. Do you think they should have made the third movie, or do you think they should have just kept it at the two? No, dude. I think I think this movie was great. I'm actually really. If I had to rank it, I would say. Mm, actually, I don't know. I would say the second movie is the best. I would do two, three, one. I okay. I didn't. I I wanted to say that, but I felt like it's it's a controversial take because like the first one is really good, but if you think the want- first Bill and Ted is the best Bill and Ted, please calm down. It's yeah, yeah, really, yeah. It's a little bit overrated. It's great, but like, come on. I I do love how they all um they all they all build off one another. So, I mean, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm very happy about that. Um, and now I'm going to play the song. Drum roll, please. Um, I'm still trying to like eat up time as I <laughs> as I Why? try. Um, so Nakia, can you keep talking? As <laughs> yeah. So if y'all in the chat could just say, who do you think is Bill and who do you think is Ted? I just want to know your guys' thoughts. Um, I sense a little bit more codependence. Um, I think Ted is more codependent on Bill. I feel, oh, okay. Then I guess in that case, I am Ted. I feel like I am no, a bit more. No, I was going to say, I was going to say <laughs> the exact opposite. Really? I feel, yeah. like, I feel like our whole relationship is me like, like, sending you 10 texts at once and you just give me like a two-word answer <laughs> and then I'm just like I just keep texting you my thoughts I know no I well I send you voice memos so when you go through our texts it looks like that but oh my gosh 
Okay, Pierre, I'm gonna play. Pierre just asked a great question, though. Can we just acknowledge this first? Okay, Pierre, Pierre asks, which one is the main character and which one is side character? Bill and Ted are not both the main characters. I feel like okay. now that we've established that you're Bill and I'm Ted, this is going to be offensive. <laughs> okay, we're going to give you our thoughts after this one song. Um, listen to it. And I will come back with the winner of our giveaway. All right? Okay. Wow. What a great song. Wow. Real underground artist there. What was what was that? Tra- Travis Scott? Travis. Mr. Travis Scott. Interesting. Also has a collab um, with McDonald's. So I guess we can promote that as well. Yeah, I'm really glad we could help this upcoming artist um, really find his, like, footing. Yeah, so, I mean, we've got the winner of our giveaway. Congrats to Emma. Emma, you're going to get a hoodie and $30 worth of Fandango credit to watch this movie, which is, congrats, Emma. I'm really happy for you. And fun fact. Please don't go out, though, to theaters right now please but yeah but if you do we hope you have fun we encourage you not to but we hope you have fun and um fun fact i i was spun the wheel once saw it um landed on emma and i was like i wonder who it'll land on if i spun it again you know like who would be like the second potential winner who didn't actually win and turns out it was emma again which means the universe really wanted you or win. Emma rigged it. <laughs> or Emma was. <laughs> Emma, Emma, be like, honest. Did you rig Emma, it? Did you rig it? Like, be honest with us. It's okay if you totally did, but like, did you? Dot, if dot, you dot, did, dot. I respect the hustle. Oh, she's typing. <laughs> she's like, I just really wanted to see this Christopher Nolan movie, man. Like, <laughs> I just had to see Tenet. Is that is that how you say it? Also, yeah. Do you want to know what it's about? Yeah, like, what is this movie and, like, why must it only be seen in theaters? I will read to you the synopsis I found on Google. It says, a secret agent embarks on a dangerous time-bending mission to prevent the start of World War Three. World War Three. Cool. Can I pose a question? Huh? Can I pose a question to everyone? Like, do you think Christopher Nolan is capable of making a movie that isn't a war movie? Just curious. <laughs> Just hashtag curious. Batman. Uh, Batman. I feel like Batman's a war movie. I, think, I was just going to say, I think you could argue that that's a war movie. Also, Emma never responded, which I think um, it means that she rigged it. <laughs> Emma totally rigged it. <laughs> Honestly, also, if Emma leaves in the middle of her show... I'd still let her be the winner, but I'd consider it a slap in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so Emma, you better stay till twelve motherfuckers. <laughs> Emma swore she'll stay, so I think we can stop popping off on Emma. Emma, for real, we love you. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming to our show. Like, we, so many hearts, so many hearts to all of our listeners. I kind of Natia TBH. I I kind of missed our live show. Yeah, me too. I think since I don't know anybody that's I feel like all these people are your friends Ashna I don't really know any of these people but I think that's why I'm a little bit less anxious dude 
I know some of these people and I'd still say I think you know everybody here because I don't know anybody here so I'm assuming by default they're here to to see you um um so okay let's uh, move on (laughs) you really put me in a weird spot (laughs) I do know them they're through radio but um Alas, we I digress. So the last 10 minutes of her show will be dedicated to some of like the funny ideas we have that I guess we'll talk through. We talked through one earlier about how crappy infused water was. Um, that was sort of my rant for the week. So I mean, Natia, do you have any like funny thoughts? Funny So yes. I mentioned I mentioned earlier that I'm like home which means that I watch the movies that my parents like to watch. Um, And I realize that there's nothing I hate more in a movie than a long rooftop chase scene. I think Mm -hmm. they're horrible. I think they last like for 30 minutes. So I want to make one like the movie. You'll think it's like an hour and a half long. That's how long I'll make it. Whatever. The first half of it is all a rooftop rooftop scene and then just when you think it ends just when they get on the ground it turns into a car chase scene the second worst (laughs) thing of all of cinema and it'll be the most overproduced annoying just some dude chasing another dude in the mountains on a motorcycle for an hour and that is my pitch i like it um I, I really would like to be like a damsel in distress in this movie. Um, you know, like the object of the male gaze. That's like mm-hmm. the end all be all. You know, that so, is like the meaning of life. So like you know? one person like kidnaps you and like the whole thing is like trying to get you back. Yeah, or maybe, or like, you know, I'm like a minor character for like half the movie and it's like a game changer when I get taken or kidnapped, sort of like kind of creep up on you if you will okay and then the music changes and then that's one yeah yeah yeah. it's like oh look here's this like cool sexy mysterious girl like i wonder what her her role is gonna be because i kind of just vibe for like 45 minutes and then in the last like 30 minutes it's like oh this is her purpose to be like an object but like i almost okay i almost wasn't an object but then i was because like i almost so, like, any woman in, like, a Mission Impossible movie? Yeah, and I, I'd also like this to be directed by Christopher Nolan, of course. I feel like this is, like, right up his alley. Uh, it won't be a war movie, though. And according to <laughs> you, if we just rewind the tapes just, like, a few minutes before, you said he's only capable of making war movies. And then the okay, okay, okay And fine. you also tweeted, <laughs> if, I may, if I may refer to your tweets... I would, I'm paraphrasing here, I, if I were an actor, I would simply never do a war movie because I'm young and hot. <laughs> Did you say that? I stand by that. Okay, my takes were, there are two types of actors in this world, those who do war movies and those who don't do war movies. And if I was an actor, I simply would not do a war movie because I'm just, <laughs> I'm young and I'm hot, man. Like, I'm not a virgin. So, um yeah yeah <laughs> that was the take um i guess christopher nolan's also capable of making the occasional like male dominated thriller okay i'll concede just to, to 
just to clarify, is he he directed Dunkirk, right? Is that where you're getting all of this from? <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of. <laughs> okay, I really only uh, think about Batman, uh, Inception, and Interstellar. Would uh, Interstellar is not really a war movie. Mm. It isn't. Okay, here's what I'll say. Batman, totally a war movie. Inception, a war of the minds. When was the last time you saw Inception? Honestly, this summer, so it's pretty fresh in my mind. The last time I saw it was in theaters when I was, like, eight. Yeah, so, um, Inception's totally a war movie, period. Um, I'm not sure, have you seen Memento? No. Wait. That's like the was that was that the one where the dude like tattoos like your wife like was killed on himself, and it's like he can't remember like the last fifteen minutes. Um, Could you you imagine being that dude's tattoo artist? (laughs) I know, like, dude, like, what, what, like, are you okay? I feel like all in all, they're ten. There are war themes in his movies there. I'll say that. Um, So, yeah. And again with Tenet. Again with Tenet. I know. What's up with, like, men and, like, war? War? And war. (laughs) What's up with men and war? (laughs) What is up with men and war? That's a great question. That's what I'm saying. Um, Oh, okay. I'll tell you... I'll tell you something funny. This isn't like anything. It's just something that happened. Um, I invested like fifty bucks. <laughs> it was like wow, like fifty was, bucks. Wasn't it into oh. Netflix or am I? Yeah, it was into Netflix. I lost like a bunch of money, <laughs> and I I didn't really I didn't do it because I'm like oh I'm being smart with my money. Like I I really don't really care about. You being did it smart for shits and gigs. No, I did it to have like more conversation with my father. <laughs> I was like, because um, I feel like when we talk, we don't really like have much to talk about. But then when I invested like fifty dollars, it's like now we talk. So like, like it's how pretty. How your cool. stocks doing? That's yeah, cute. yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yo, dad. Like, I just lost like three bucks off my investment, and he'll be like, that's the game, because he's also like trying to figure out stocks because he doesn't really understand them either so um that's just something fun I I know like I don't get the concept like why is it going up and down like what's happening like do do people write like books or something about it is that's what they tell me but my dad's like no like we got this like we'll figure it out I could never trust a book about stocks if they're constantly fluctuating Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, at the time of publication, the stock market was way different than when I knew it. (laughs) So, touche for like. I guess that's that's the name of the game. That's (laughs) that is the name of the game. We've lost a few listeners. That's okay. That's the nature of Emma, though. (laughs) No, Emma's a real one. She's a real bitch. Emma's a trooper. I love you, Emma. Emma's like, I'm going to stay till 12 a.m. Dude, <laughs> this is the Emma fan club right here. 
Um, Emma, if you want, you have permission to leave early, but only you. <laughs> you can leave two minutes early, and we'd consider it a blessing. As a treat. As a treat. Um, so I guess we'll wrap up. Our next theme is, is our Lindsay Lohan week, and we're watching Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, Herbie Fully Loaded, Just My Luck, and we will probably discuss Parent Trap and uh, Freaky Friday just by the nature of cultural impact. So that's our show. We hope you have a great Sunday. Sunday scaries are real. You're going to kill this week. Um, You don't really have to do those readings you're putting off. Just go to sleep. Have a great nine hours of sleep. And yeah. Bye, guys. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Oh.